With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bump. Bum. Welcome back to the world famous Chiggy Chakewire Radio Broadcast. It is coast to coast. It is boulder to boulder. It is tune in iTunes. Radio loyalty. Radio loyalty. We are going to call our guest here in just a few quick seconds. Get him on the phone with us. Then we're going to call the great Dan Perkins and IQ Rizzoli. In the world. There we are. I have honestly no clue what the heck that was there. Trying to trying to figure that out on the old Skype or Rooney there. Okay, well apparently I had to reboot the Skype there. That's always fun. That's always just so much fun. But uh, we are going to get Oren Hudson in here. Wow. What the heck was that? It's a lot of craziness. Hello? Oren, how are you? It's James Lowe from iHeartRadio. How are you today, my friend? I'm wonderful. How are you? Pretty good, actually. Give me a couple seconds here. I'm going to bring in our... Uh, co-hosts here and get them into the conversation and uh then we will be chatting with you here in just a few seconds um get a hold of us online jiggychegwire.com we are waiting for iq rizzoli and dan perkins to join us here on our big program uh, patiently waiting on them to pick up the skype and uh, i believe there is iq iq can you hear me my friend well no there you are. We've got you. We've got you. And uh, we are going to get Dan Perkins in here as well. And uh, I'm not sure why we have a, a mystery phone caller calling me on the uh, <laughs> calling me on the regular telephone, but that's fine. Um, let's see. Dan. Uh, Dan, can you hear me? Looks like Dan's connected. Okay, maybe not. Uh, we have got Oren Hudson with us today. He is the founder of Be Someone Inc. He has uh, made himself available to talk about some of the different anti-violent uh, messages out there in the world. Uh, we're trying to get Dan Perkins in here uh, involved in the conversation as well. We've also got IQ Al Rizzoli uh, joining us here on our broadcast. Um, while we while we try to get Dan in here, um, Oren, tell us a little bit about yourself, my friend. Well, can you hear me loud and clear? Mic I've, check, mic check. I've got you, my man. I've got you. Tell me and IQ a little bit about you, man. 
Well, I'm a former state trooper and Air Force veteran and committed to teaching young people and adults how to choose peace instead of violence, how to pause, how to ponder, how to pray before you proceed because you can make one move in life and never recover. Don't do the first thing that pops in your head your first crack of the whack and you can't take it back yes yes uh orrin hudson with us today the founder of be someone inc and he's with us today uh, we've also got dan perkins i believe as well joining us uh as as well can you hear us dan yes sir i can can you hear me yes indeed we've got you dan is on the road he has uh, got an appearance he's only going to be with us for uh for for a little bit here uh we've got Oren hudson joining us the founder of be someone incorporated he's with us today to talk about his work teaching an anti-violence message problem solving skills and critical thinking skills to at-risk youth and sharing some success stories um dan do you have some questions for Oren while, while we've got him here who are you, who are your typical person that you're talking to? Well, I try to, you know, I learned something from the, uh, a friend of mine who hired me to do something 20 years ago. And her name was Jane Funner. She said, if you really want to make a difference, you got to start with the young, young, younger age. So I start from K, from K to, to college. I'm all, I'm all about trying to empower people and, and kind of in, inbred in them that, you know, you know, you you got to think things through to be a champion. Don't you know? Don't 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 let impulse take over your life. Impulse control. Do you think that our country has moved away from what you're trying to do, and and in leaps and bounds as opposed to ado- adopting what you're saying? I think a lot of people don't understand that success is a paradox. Paradox means if you want to have a rich life, you have to enrich the life of others. Whatever you give becomes back multiplied. There's a song out by the, the average white band. It's called A Love of Your Own. And in this song, it said, as soon as you give, the sooner you get to have. And I think uh, um, America and a lot of people have, not, have lost it. They have this law backwards. The jails are filled with people who have this law backwards. They think the sooner you take, the sooner you get to have. But when you take, you end up in jail. What caused that change? What do you think? I think, I think, you know, like I say, you know, instant gratification, uh, they want it now. Um, so if we can start teaching long-term thinking, delay gratification, um, big picture thinking, long-term thinking, others first, and I think you'll win. I think we just got to change the game. When you, when you look back at, over your life and you look at what's going on in the country, was there any particular time or a series of events that caused this departure from what you're trying to do? Is there, was there a turning point that you've been able to identify? Well, the turning point in my life is when seven people were shot in a robbery in Queens, New York for $2,000. And I said to myself, bad things happen when good people fail to make boss moves. So I made a boss move and started a program called Be Someone to teach young people brains before bullets. Think it out, don't shoot it out. So, uh, what do you think is the role in, in this decline of the, uh, what they talk about being the breakdown of the nuclear family? Well, they say, you know, yeah, I think it all starts at home. But I just think, I think the main, the biggest breakdown is that love has to be brought into the equation. 
and people just got to, you know, stick together and, and realize that we're in the same boat. And if you win, I win, and it's not over until you win. So I'm on a mission to help others win. I show people how to win, and the biggest way we can do that is to bring love back into the equation. Love means to give without expecting anything in return. Love means to look for the good. So if you're looking for the good and you're giving without expecting anything in return, then you win. And when you when you bring your message to young people, how young do you take it to them? Uh, I probably first grade and up. I've I've got some I got some five year olds that I trained chess that can one five year old called me the other day and he said, My dad is upset with you. I said, Why? He said, I keep beating my dad and he don't like it. <laughs> so I start as young as five. Is this is this problem that you're fighting um, across the board in all races and classes of people? Or is it in, in smaller groups? Yeah, I think I think it's across the board. I think everyone's uh, everyone has their own challenges. I was talking to a a very successful uh, guy the other day. He said his son took his credit card and bought dynamite and blew up the neighbors' uh, mailboxes because it was a very rich neighborhood, and the mail. Mailboxes are not normal. They break. They're real brick and real strong. So in order for them to be destroyed, he had to have dynamite. <laughs> so I think all children are off, 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 across the board has uh, issues, and we all need to come together as one. And are there are there are there things that you specifically teach uh, uh, to to help help them change their behavior? Yeah, I, I teach them about pattern recognition. You know, once you know the pattern, you can plan, you can prioritize, you can position, you can predict. You once you see the pattern two, four, six, eight, three. You know, American Express four, B, the five mascot six discovery. That's the pattern. I'm just teaching people. Once you know the pattern, you know what's coming next. You can predict it. And if you study, you know, the the and the biggest pattern that I teach is to be a giver. And when you give, and you and when you have put others' needs before you and think about others versus just yourself, then you win. So that's the main thing I teach. So what, what kind of patterns do you see out there that you're trying to change today? The, you know, instant gratification, taking, uh, hurt, I want to, you know, hatred, uh, you know, just, uh, I'm just trying to bring love back to the equation, teaching people to uh, not be a taker, not be a, uh, not be a, you know, no, don't bring the four bullets. You know, do no harm. You know, be good to people. Do you do you have a a, a feeling or, or or are you concerned about the political correctness, the the, the magnitude of political correctness in our country today? Yeah, yeah, I mean it's all good. I mean, I think I think everybody, you know, everybody is a work in progress. And I tell people all the time, I'm in a work in progress. And you know, the political people need to bring love to the equation. And once you bring love in the equation, and you're looking at both sides of, on both sides, you know, it, it works out. But when you start thinking about yourself and your needs and and banning everybody else. It doesn't work, but I believe in love. Love means to uh, be good to people and be kind 
And, you know, I'm not going to bash anybody. I'm not going to talk down on anyone. Never look down on anyone unless you're picking them up. So do you have, uh, have you had discussions with any of the people that you work with about what's going on with the the caravan coming north from uh, Central America, people who demand and want to get into the United States? No, I haven't, I haven't really uh, touched that because I've been busy training children uh, the last 10 days. I'm in Chicago now, and I'm on my way to Utah, and I just did a big rally in Atlanta. So I've been busy helping children, and I, ain't, I hadn't had a chance to turn on TV, or I know a little bit about that, but I hadn't really focused on it. Okay. The reason why I was asking it is that there are some people, some people who say we should be compassionate and allow these Seven to ten thousand people to come into the United States, and, and I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know, but I question that. And that that I don't. That I, I don't agree with because you don't know what you don't know. So I, I don't. I'm not. I don't have enough information to answer that. But based on uh, off the surface, no, no way. Because you don't know. You don't know. know what's what, what, what's the trick? What's the plan? I don't know. Mm -mm. Well, if you have a, if you have a legal process that allow people to come in and the United States has brought in more immigrants in the actual numbers than any other country in the world over a million legal immigrants have come in if you're, if you're you know where do you draw the line to compassion versus protection and, and, and I'm curious as to as as you look at it and, and you obviously have a pretty strong feeling about not letting them come in uh, uh, I'm curious about why you think that uh, and what's going on. Well, I, Go ahead. Well, I said I don't, I don't know enough, but based on off the surface, I, I think we got to inspect what we expect and make sure that um, that we're not making a bad decision. You know, everybody in your camp is not in your corner. And sometimes, you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of sheep that are not sheep, they're wolf, but they have sheep clothing on, and you, you know, can set yourself up. Yeah, there's an article out today from the from the uh, Mexican government that there's a, a third caravan coming, and their intelligence is that they are armed with guns and bombs. And uh, okay. that, that that's pretty scary as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. So let's... What kind of what kind of issues do the young people that you work with? What are they talking to you about today? What are they concerned about? What are they What are they looking to change? Well, I think our biggest problem right now is the you know children having problems with cell phones. They got the cell phones on, and this girl told me she took took a cell phone from her daughter. Her daughter got. Another cell phone that was in name and a half and got back on the internet, and she's on these dating sites and all that craziness. So I think we just got to figure out a way to, you know, you know, I, I, I mean, she was having trouble, and some other people having trouble. I think our biggest problem right now is video games and cell phone issues where they doing it for bad, not good. So I think we just got to figure out a way to kind of get children back on track and. I guess association is powerful. She's associating 
with other people who are taking her astray? There are there are some people that feel that that the the, the video games and the and the cell phones with video games that we're the the games that the kids are playing are very violent, horrible games, and that there are people who are concerned that we're instilling in the young people. Uh, a bias towards violence. What do you hear? I'm hearing the same thing. I think a lot of the stuff, TV as well, you know, you got a lot of violent stuff going on TV. I don't know if you heard, there was a 11 and a 12 year old girl that was arrested because they was gonna, uh, 11, 12 years old, my, I might add, and they were gonna kill 15 people and drink their blood. And they were in the bathroom, and a teacher just happened to walk in the bathroom and catch them. So, yeah, we got, and I think they get that from TV and video games and all that. So I think we got to figure out a way to kind of bring back, you know, you know, fix that problem. So do you think that Hollywood and the television networks have some responsibility for changing the content? I think we need all hands on deck. I think... Everybody, you know, plays a role, and I think everybody can add value. I think it takes a village. I think it, it takes everybody coming to the table and seeing, you know, and we need to interview the children and get dialogue from them. But, but uh, some people who shot some schools up admitted that they got some ideas from TV. So do you, do you think that um, this, this violence will continue to escalate even more? I hope not. I'm out here now trying to stop the violence. I'm in Chicago as we speak, and I've just, I was left Baltimore, and I'm in Chicago, and I'm heading to uh, Salt Lake City, Utah tomorrow. But I, I pray, and I'm asking God, and I'm praying for peace. I'm not praying that our country will beat anybody, or, our, you know, I'm just praying for world peace and that we can all get along and bring love to the equation. How many people were? Were you meeting with in Chicago? Well, I, I'm, I've i reached out to the police department for some future reference, and I'm, I'm meeting with some people tomorrow, and I did a little little miniature work, workshop uh, last week here. But uh, basically, the ideal is to do something on a big scale here because anytime you have 19 people shot in one weekend, there's a problem. Well, well there's, there's hundreds and hundreds of people that are shot and killed in Chicago every year, and it doesn't appear that the police are doing anything about it or the government's interested in doing anything about it. And that, that, that I'm just amazed that um, there isn't more outcry in this, not in the, in the media, I don't see much outcry from the people in Chicago. Are you seeing a different story? I think you're right, man. I was talking to a friend of mine today, I called the police department sent emails, called them, and they said they never got them. Then they said they did get them. It's, it's, it's like I was telling the lady, I said, listen, I said, people are not passionate about making a difference. I, I'm passionate about it. So I can I can see somebody that doesn't, you know, just there to be there. I, I'm here to make a difference. Do you think that, that the violence that we're seeing in our society, even with young children, is a a lack of value for what the human life is? 
Yes, I do. I think I think it's a lack of values. I think I think we got babies raising babies, and I think people don't know what they don't know. And I think we just got to. Our biggest enemy is ignorance, and we just got to find a way to educate. Because people make decisions based on the data and the information they have at the time. If they knew better, they would do better. Sometimes we just got bad. Sometimes we just have bad information, and we just don't know any better. But when we look at the 15 largest cities in the country, and those 15 cities have some of the strictest gun control laws in the country, yet they have the highest murder rates in the country. So there's something breaking down at the government level and even in the local community that allows this murder to go on unchecked. And it doesn't seem to like that the, the government, the local government, or even the state government, uh, is interested in really curbing the problem. Well, it's not, it's not gun control. It has nothing to do with gun control. It's mindset control. Mindset control. Once you have the mindset correct, then everything, it had nothing to do with gun control. I mean, because the problem is, the, the good people, uh, you, I have a gun. Everybody have a gun. The good people, it's not, it's not the good people that's the problem. Because if it's, if it's the bad people, it's the people that are, don't have the mindset right that's doing the problem. It's not the good people. I, my gun is over there. I'm looking at my gun now. And that gun hadn't shot anybody. I had a few people uh, saw me with it and uh, was about to come in and went the other way, but uh, it, it it almost, but it didn't get them. <laughs> they go, oh, shit, he's got a gun. We are. <laughs> so yeah, it's not on guns. Guns don't kill people. Bad people kill people. And so in these big major cities, we have a lot of bad people. We got good people who are making bad choices. I think we all are born good. I just think we we are brainwashed, and some of it is mental. Some of it is mental illness, and some of it is just brainwashed and just bad information and environment. You know, you around people, and that's all you know. I think we just got to figure out a way to kind of educate people. I noticed uh, this morning there was a poll released by. Rasmussen, which is a major polling organization, and they released what to me was a shocking, shocking number. When Donald Trump was elected president, he got about eight to nine percent of the black vote. And the polling data that was released this morning, Donald Trump's favorability rating in the black community is 49 percent. Forty-nine percent, and that's not true. It's not true. That's not true. Don't 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 believe it. Everything you read. Okay. Trust me. Trust me on that. You can take now, that to the bank. What about this? What about the increase in jobs? Not a, not true. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not able to answer that because I don't know. Uh, one of the things uh, I teach young people is get the facts before you act. So I don't know on that, but I do know that his favorability in, in the black community is not no 49%. That's crazy. 
Okay. Just reporting what I saw from a polling agency. Um, yeah, that, that doesn't mean nothing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, I, when I was a state trooper, I used to work accidents, and I used to do stuff, and I would see it wrote down somewhere else, and I go, wow, they got it all wrong. So believe none of what you believe none of what you see here at half of what you see. Because a lot of times people put stuff out there that's not real. Fake news. Well, fake news, bad information. Uh, people are following a follower. People want to be the first to report stuff, so they'll get stuff and go with it without verifying it. Uh, it's a lot of reasons. So how long have you been doing what you're doing now? 20 years. 20 years. How, how many people? Me? Pardon me? I'm sorry, say it again. 20, you've been doing it 20 years, you said? Yes, sir, 20 years. And so in 20 years, you've seen just small children grow up into adults. Do you ever see yes, sir. Do you ever see any of the young people that you worked with 20 years ago? Yeah, I, I've actually played one of my students that I trained 20 years ago. And he said, Coach, I can beat you now. And I said, okay, let's go, let's see. So we played chess, and uh, they filmed it on TV, and he thought he could beat me. And I told him, I said, I'm in pre-K. He said, what do you mean, Coach? He said, I said, I'm in pre-K because I'm never going to get out of pre-K because school is never out. So I'm learning every day. I said, you see these 800 books in my home? I read something every day. And you tell your kids you got to read every day? Yeah, all readers are leaders and earn more. You got to learn more. Absolute best in everything you do. Absolute best. And never stop learning. I was on Good Morning America, and they said, wow, you played 50 people. At once, you must be really good at test. I said, No, I'm still learning because once you know it all, you're no longer teachable. Right. So you're playing 50 people chess at one time? Yes, sir. Simultaneously. But I tell people all the time I'm in pre K because I'm always trying to learn. learn. Right. Because you, you, ne you never arrive. How many of the 50 did you beat? I beat them all. <laughs> Good. Wow! Good for you. Good, for you. <laughs> Good stuff. What's the, what's, and uh, I only got a couple more minutes. Um, so, what, what is it? What is? What are you seeing now as your biggest challenge to what it is you're trying to do after doing it for 20 years? Anything new? My biggest, my biggest, my biggest challenge is you know just meeting people and expanding my reach. You know, uh, uh, trying to get financial support for the program, asking people to join me in my efforts to, uh, I'll do the work. Now, a lot of people are looking for people like me who will do the work. I have a lot of mud on my boots. And I go in a bad community in a minute and pull out a chessboard because my, my chessboard is a secret weapon, a king, a queen, and a pawn, not a gun. Get out, don't shoot it out. So how many people have you, you think you've trained that are following what you're doing? How many people have I trained that I did what now? That are doing what you're what you're telling them to do. You know what? I, I I've been blessed. I've never seen a child or none of the children 
without help on TV for something negative. I've seen them on TV for something positive, and I get a lot of positive feedback. So I'm blessed. But I, I, I think a lot of people get it because I, I show, I, I practice what I preach. Should I preach what I practice? Do you travel all over the country? Yes, sir. So your your ministry is all over the country. So do you have a regular circuit where you go to visit, or or how do you how do you decide to go to Chicago or wherever you're going? Well, I've been. I was invited by a author who's author of a book who's calling me, and she invited me up because a lot of stuff is going on. But yeah, sometimes police departments invite me places. Sometimes schools invite me. Sometimes just community leaders invite me. Just regular people. One guy invited me to come, and and because he, you know, he wanted to try to make a difference. So different people invite me. I'm always looking for people to join me in my efforts. Invite me to a city. I bring a life-size chessboard, and I teach young people how to six magic words. Take time to think things through. So, so um, uh, are you on the road all the time? No, I'm in Stone Mountain. I'm in Stone Mountain, Georgia, most of the time. But this week, I'm I'm in Chicago now, and I'm going on to Salt Lake City tomorrow. But yeah, but most of the time, I I'm in Stone Mountain, Georgia, or Atlanta area. Or you're doing something. Yeah. How do people get a hold of you? Be someone.org or they can call me directly at 404 578 Well, I enjoyed enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. We we, we really enjoyed the conversation, Oren, and uh, we are going to take a break, and we're going to come back. We will chat with IQ Rizzoli. Oren, uh, I appreciate you making time. Dan, thanks for being with us as well. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. We are going to take a break and be back with IQ on the other side here on the World Famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. We're going to take a brief break and be back with more. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 